Welcome back in everyone to a fantastic new Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are so excited to welcome back friend of the show, creator and performer Luis Herrera, who is here to talk to us about his show, As I Eat the World. It's currently having its New York run and is playing now through December 15th at The Tank. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting thetanknyc.org. We love having Luis here, and we absolutely love his show. So let's welcome on our guest, Luis. Welcome back to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Hey, happy to be back. Super happy to be back. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited that your show, As I Eat the World, is up here for a two-week run at the tank. This is amazing. Yeah. For our listeners who may not remember, of course, we met Luis earlier this year when he brought his show to the Frigid Fringe Festival. He was one of the shows that we got to have on our show, and then we got to attend his work, and it is fantastic. And we are so excited to know more about this iteration because as we spoke for the second time during the summer, you had mentioned that the show was a little bit longer as you were going to San Francisco mm -hmm. and Atlanta and seeing some of the pictures from this production. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is night and day different than what I saw in February. So let me start by having you kind of refresh our drink, if you will. Tell our listeners a little bit about your show and what it's about in case they aren't aware. Yeah, for sure. As I Eat the World is about a Latin man confronting his eating disorders and mental health issues by attempting to literally eat the world and going through that process and the journey that brought him to this point and what it means for him. I yeah. love that. And I I love, I hope it's still there, the giant cake that, that was there in February. But but if not, I'm excited to see what it has become, what 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 new things you have. So that kind of leads me to ask, what can audiences expect from this current iteration that you have seen? Yeah, so it is a little different this time, right? It started out as a 40-minute fringe show, and now it runs at about an hour and 15 to an hour and 20. And there's lights, there's a whole set design, there's dancers, there, there's still the world, but I'm not going to say what it is because it is a weird but kind of pleasant surprise as to the new iteration that Scout Davis, the director, has created for the show. And yeah, just expect a lot more specificity, story, humor, and just a lot more visually it's a much more visually engaging show because as you know for the fringe it's it was just me and a cake on stage and nothing else but this time there's a lot, lot more different elements to create a dynamic performance that is wonderful oh i'm so excited to see this then Ooh, yeah. so with all these new additions you know the show <laughs> definitely balloon since i last got to see it and since we last spoke in the summer what has it been like developing the current version of the show yeah developing this version it's been a process i i've luckily had a, a mentor uh, vanessa garcia as you have who you have met on your show before she has been the one person that i've been able to show this script to and she has helped me develop it and expand it She's been sort of unofficial dramaturg on this piece. 
And she has helped me expand and go deeper into detail on certain things and answer questions that she had and that people might have without like hitting anyone over the head with like a hammer. But it's been slow over the past few months and I've done a couple readings to see what else I can perfect. And there's a lot more physicality in the show now that was created through that through that development with Vanessa. So it's been slow, but I think really rewarding process. And I think people will be pleasantly surprised with the journey they get to go on. It's fabulous. Now, what is the message or thought you're hoping the audiences take away this time? And has it changed from what's been in the past? I mean, the message, I think, still is the same. Now it's just we dive deeper into it, right? We see more of this character, which is a half fictionalized version of me. I say half because a lot of it is based off of my own life and then a lot of it isn't. I'm not going to say what is what. But the message definitely is that, you know, mental health is a difficult thing to navigate through. And eating disorders come from a multitude of things, whether it be the way we are raised, the way we are expected to be. And the message being that no one has to be alone in this. Right. And that's what I want people. That's what I want people walking away with is that you are not alone. And that's what people that's what I want people to know with this show. A fabulous message indeed. And I think you've been communicating that all along with this show. And that kind of leads me to my next question, which we rarely ask. But I know that the show has been getting done a lot this year. Obviously, I've mentioned New York, Atlanta, San Francisco, now back here. What has been the reception of your show as you've taken it across the country? You know, I'm always surprised with people's responses to it because like me being somewhat of a realist, but also a pessimistic realist, I either expect no one to say anything or people to just go, all right, cool, good job. But people have come up to me and like telling me how they resonate with it and how they never thought that they themselves were going through similar issues until they saw my show certain things hit them in the way that they didn't expect that they have never truly put into words and some people just telling me how important it is that that i'm talking about these issues in the show people that don't even know me people that know nothing about me just telling me how it's important and that i need to keep doing it and that they're going to bring other people that they need to see it and that's kind of the reception that has been all the way from the Frigid Fringe Festival, Atlanta, San Francisco, and now back here in New York for a three-week run, which I just did my first week, and I have two more weeks, and I hope audiences just continue to grow in that way. Yeah. I love that. Well, finally, for this first part, who do you hope have access to As I Eat the World? I mean, for access, I'm really hoping... Honestly, everyone. I mean, the the show, there are trigger warnings for the show, right? Because there's a lot of very serious topics in the show. There's eating disorders. There's binging, purging, restrictive dieting mentioned, uh, brief mentions of suicide, all these kind of things, right? Which I, if people are uncomfortable, please do not see the show if it will trigger you. But I want everyone who has struggled with these things to be able to watch the show from any age. There are cursing, there is cursing. So if like, you're averse to that, then maybe don't. But I want everyone from any age to be able to see the show and enjoy it and also learn something from it. Because it isn't, it is entertaining, but I also believe in a not in your face way, it's educational. 
we're going to switch things up as always for the second part. Let the listeners continue to get to know you a little bit better. And I just want to ask a couple of questions. I know the time is short and you, after the crazy week you've had, could use all the rest you can get <laughs> yeah. in your second week. But I would love to know, you know, how did you come into the performing arts? It's actually, I mean, I started when I was in, I want to say fifth grade. I was auditioned for like a, a course piece in elementary school for like a, a duet to sing a duet of from, from the Lion King. I forget that duet between Simba and Nala and the Lion King that they sing like in the woods or in the forest. Can you feel um, the love tonight? Yes, yes. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a part of like a an elementary school course thing. Like the whole course was behind us and it was just like me and like this girl we were singing, can you feel the love tonight? Elementary school students. And I was like, that's okay. I didn't question it. I was a little kid. But that was the first time I ever got to fully sing in something. And I just kind of carried that way. I went to performing arts middle school, performing arts high school. I didn't audition for my first musical until like the sixth or seventh grade. I auditioned for Greece. I didn't want to. My mom's like, the worst that can happen is that they say no. And then nothing changes. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. So I did it. I got in. And then I kind of just kept doing it after that. And I've been doing it ever since. Now I mainly focus on writing. But anytime someone asks me to do something or I get an opportunity like this to perform a one-person show, I, I go for it. Mind you, I have incredible stage fright, which thankfully no one would ever guess from watching me on stage. But incredible stage fright. But yeah, so that's kind of how I came to do it. And this show is just a continuation of that. That is a wonderful, wonderful way to get the performing arts. I love that. Now, it's been a while since we've talked and you have been crisscrossing the country. And then, of course, you've been up here now. Have you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw, man, I, it's like all the theater that I've seen is no longer up. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's like we could talk about it, but it's just not up anymore. I saw a production of How I Learned What I Learned by August Wilson which was August Wilson's solo show. I saw that down in Miami at Gable Stage, which was, it was amazing. They're currently in their run of the Thanksgiving play down at Gable Stage, which is also a fun, crazy show. I want to ask, I mean, you know, we've, we've gotten a few <laughs> couple from you, but what, what is another one of your favorite theater memories? I mean, I will say that, you know, I saw forever ago i saw a, the a curious curious oh, incident of the dog yes in the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime yes i saw that up here when it was up here forever ago and i i think that one really stuck with me because it was it was a play but it, it was like a huge spectacle of a play Right. And usually plays aren't these huge spectacles. It's usually musicals that have the spectacle element to it. But this play was like just so big and, you know, and it kind of it like let you see into the mind of a child on the spectrum and just like how all these lights and colors and sounds and use all the senses in a way that we could understand the experience. Right. Which is make which is what makes the world seem so ginormous to people on the spectrum. While we do not notice that seeing it on the stage, I was like, I was taken aback. I was like, wow, this 
play is fun but beautiful and touching and it's it's a play that's like stuck with me because it was so different from the kind of plays that I was used to seeing Oh, that is a fabulous memory about a fabulous show. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Oh, yeah. Are there any other projects or productions that you have coming <laughs> in the pipeline we might be able to plug? Beyond uh, As I Eat the World. I mean, I, I am writing things. There's nothing that's in the producing lane yet, but I am, I am writing on things. Oh, you know what? I am going to Frigid again this year. Yes. I am going... I am going to Frigid with, with a new show, brand new show. So far, the working title is How I Died a Superhero. We will certainly be there. And of course, this year, that is in April. And So uh, different. Yeah, so we'll be keeping everyone updated on that as it'll be in a new location. There's a lot of new things coming to it. It's going to be the biggest one they've ever done. But I'm so excited to hear you'll be part of it. I will definitely be lining up with bells ringing to come see that. So that's yes, so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, finally, if our listeners would like more information about As I Eat the World or about you, maybe they'd just like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Yeah, for sure. Um, easy way to reach out to me. You know, I'm all, I'm all over Instagram posting about this show and all the work that I do constantly to an annoying amount. I had to at Full Sized Lewis for at Full Sized Luis. That's L-U-I-S. All over Instagram. And on Instagram, you can find my link tree where you can find my website and tickets to the show and a bunch of other things that I've done and that I'm currently doing. Perfect. Well, Luis, it is always so wonderful to see you and to chat with you. And I am so excited to be seeing your show on Thursday, December 14th. I cannot wait to see how the show has evolved and changed. I'm yeah, I'm excited to see your thoughts on this new iteration for sure. I can't wait. It's going to be great. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. And thanks for stopping by. Of course. Anytime. My guest today has been the creator and performer, Luis Herrera, whose show, As I Eat the World, is having its extended New York run at the tank it's playing now through december 17th and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting the tanknyc.org also make sure you're following luis and staying up to date because he's got so many irons in the fire i promise he's he's a great playwright and he's got a great new show coming to the frigid fringe so make sure you're staying on top of him by following him on instagram at full size luis there you can find his website and all other bits of information regarding his current show and upcoming shows and we're going to have all this information posted on our episode description as well as on our social media posts but make sure you get your tickets now come join us we're attending on thursday december 14th come on out let's make it a stage whisper night out at the theater you do not want to miss this show we're telling you it's a fantastic show a really gripping story there's some great humor in it Luis is a wonderful writer and performer so don't miss out on as i eat the world playing now through December 17th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If 
you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.